RTHK, the news at 11 with Ben Che. The top stories. A government scientist on the mainland says the possibility of a large-scale COVID rebound is remote. The district court jails seven people for unlawful assembly during the 2019 social unrest. And Chief Executive John Lee says the year of the rabbit offers new hope for Hong Kong. A prominent government scientist on the mainland says the possibility of a big COVID rebound over the next two or three months is remote because 80% of people have already been infected. Robert Kemp reports. Posting on the Weibo social media platform, Wu Jianyou, chief epidemiologist at the China Center for Disease Control and Prevention, said a second wave in the near term was unlikely, even though the number of people traveling over the Lunar New Year holiday might boost infections in some areas. On Thursday, the National Health Commission said the mainland had passed the peak of COVID patients in fever clinics and emergency rooms which could treat people in a critical condition. According to government data, nearly 60,000 people with COVID had died in hospital as of January the 12th, roughly a month after the mainland lifted its zero COVID policy. A government advisor on the pandemic, Professor David Hui from the Chinese University, says members of the public should not buy oral COVID drugs on the black market, saying a prescription is needed to ensure safety and that the quality of such products may not be up to standard. So far this month, customs officers have made two large seizures of unregistered oral COVID drugs. Professor Hui explained why it was necessary to see a doctor. When we prescribe oral antiviral, we need to know what medications the patients are taking. For example, for the Pfizer medication, Pesnovit, if the patient is taking anticoagulant uh, or if the patient is also taking antiarrhythmic, then there is drug interaction with the Pfizer product. So in those situations, we need to switch to MSD product. It is not advisable to go for, to go for the, the black market to purchase the unregistered drug because you don't know whether there will be drug interaction in, in, in every case. The district court has handed jail sentences of between 9 and 18 months to 7 people for taking part in an unlawful assembly in Central during the 2019 social unrest. Ada Al reports. The defendants, aged between 20 and 35, had earlier been convicted for their involvement in a protest near Pettit Street, Devoe Road Central, and Chater Road on November 13, 2019. In sentencing, District Judge Josiah Lem noted that the incidents had taken place on major roads and that street signs and traffic lights had been destroyed. He said even though no one was injured, the damage had nevertheless affected shop owners and citizens. The court also raised the prison term to three and a half years for one of the defendants, a 22-year-old male student who had also pleaded guilty to drug trafficking. Police are investigating a fatal traffic accident in Chengyi, in which a 75-year-old man died after his light goods vehicle reportedly lost control and rammed into a concrete pumping machine. The incident happened just before 7.30 p.m. yesterday as the vehicle was approaching a roundabout on Chengyi Hongguan Road. The chief executive John Lee says the year of the rabbit will usher in a new start and provide new hope for Hong Kong. He projected the economy will grow and tourist attractions will once more be full of visitors. Frank Young reports. In his first Lunar New Year message, the CE was upbeat about the year ahead. Rabbits are just like Hong Kong people who are flexible and resilient and constantly strive for improvement, he said, describing the rabbit as a symbol of great vitality.
His wife Janet Lamb, who also appeared in a minute-long video, said rabbits were adored by many and were agile and energetic. The CEO also spoke about the Lunar New Year being the most important festival in the Chinese calendar. This year, we can visit the flower markets, go out for New Year shopping, reunite with family and friends, and extend festive greetings to one another. Enjoying the hustle and bustle of the Spring Festival and joining in the festive cheer, Lee said. My wife and I wish all Hong Kong citizens a happy, healthy, and blessed Year of the Rabbit. He added. And a look at the weather forecast for tonight and tomorrow: mainly cloudy, one or two light rain patches in the morning and at night. Sunny intervals in the afternoon, with temperatures ranging between 16 and 20 degrees. Looking forward, milder during the day on the second day of the Lunar New Year, with one or two rain patches in the morning and at night. Currently, it's 17 degrees Celsius. The relative humidity is standing at 85 percent. You're listening to RTHK. The time is now five minutes past 11. Turning overseas, there are reports from India that the country's Ministry of Information and Broadcasting has reportedly ordered YouTube and Twitter to block links to a controversial BBC documentary about Prime Minister Narendra Modi. This comes after the Indian Foreign Minister said the film lacked objectivity and was propaganda. The program focuses on his failure to prevent deadly religious riots in Gujarat when he was Chief Minister of the state in 2002. The BBC reporter Rachel Wright has more details. The documentary concentrates on the riots in Gujarat in 2002, which were triggered by a fire on a train at Godhra, which killed 59 Hindu pilgrims. As a result of this fire, riots broke out in the state of Gujarat, killing thousands of people, mainly Muslims. The BBC documentary reveals that the British Foreign Office carried out its own investigation and produced a report until now unpublished that said Mr. Modi was directly responsible for the violence. The former foreign Foreign Secretary Jack Straw says that Modi pulled back the police, thereby tacitly encouraging the Hindu extremists. Police in southern Thailand say they have killed three separatist insurgents in a shootout in the Muslim-majority province of Narathiwat. The local police chief said security forces came under fire when they encountered a rebel camp in the jungle, leading to a five-hour gun battle. He said no police or soldiers were hurt. A separatist movement has simmered in Thailand's southernmost provinces for almost 20 years. Peace talks last year between the government and a rebel group failed to make progress. An advisor to Ukraine's defense minister Yuri Sak has said the country's allies need to question their own, own pledges of military assistance if they remain divided over whether to supply Kyiv with modern tanks. Mr. Sak said Western nations committed to helping Ukraine repel the Russian invasion needed to be several steps ahead of the enemy. More countries have said again that they will stand with Ukraine for as long as necessary. All NATO countries support Ukraine. And essentially, what we need to do now is to redefine what it means to stand with Ukraine, because for us, defending at this stage of this warfare does not mean just stabilizing the front line. Germany has insisted that it is not blocking the delivery of German-made Leopard tanks, which other countries want to send. Saudi Arabia has said it will not normalize relations with Israel unless it grants Palestinians their own state. The country's foreign minister insisted this would be the only way to achieve true normalization. 
Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has repeatedly expressed his desire for the oil-rich Gulf Kingdom to join the list of Arab states that have established full diplomatic ties with the country. The United Arab Emirates, Bahrain, Morocco and Sudan have all normalized relations with Israel via the U.S.-brokered Abraham Accords. Britain's opposition Labour Party is calling on the chairman of the governing Conservative Party, Nadim Zahawi, to resign following reports he had to pay a penalty as part of a multi-million pound tax settlement. A spokesman for Mr Zahawi said his taxes were properly declared and paid in the UK. The deputy leader of the opposition Labour Party, Angela Rayner, said he needed to make a statement. The fact that Nadim hasn't been out on the airwaves explaining himself to me adds insult to injury, especially given that he called this smears at the time and sent legal letters to those that asked questions legitimately about it. And when you're the Chancellor who is in charge of the tax affairs of the UK and you've got a wealth of that nature, you would be expected to know about your tax affairs. Mr Zahawi, who was briefly the UK's finance minister, amassed a fortune by launching the online polling company YouGov after fleeing Iraq and arriving in Britain as a refugee. The former US astronaut Buzz Aldrin has celebrated his 93rd birthday by marrying his long-term partner at a ceremony in Los Angeles. The only surviving member of the historic first moon landing mission made the announcement on social media. The marriage to Dr. Anka Fall will be his fourth following three earlier divorces. And to end the news, the top stories again. A government scientist on the mainland says the possibility of a large-scale COVID rebound is remote. The district court jails seven people for unlawful assembly during the 2019 social unrest. And Chief Executive John Lee says the year of the rabbit offers new hope for Hong Kong. And that's the news from RTHK. Face the final 
Don't come. 